Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. This is like catching a big brown trout on the White River. I've always wanted this. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Fade, front pylon, and grabbed by Owens for another Oklahoma State touchdown. I like the bowl games. I like all of them. Even when there are teams who I have not followed during the course of the season. Sometimes I couldn't tell you five guys on their team. But I have to admit, over the course of the holiday season, I'm like a zombie watching these bowl games. And that was a highlight from the Texas A&M-Oklahoma State game. A&M, in a sign of the times, played with 55 scholarship players or thereabouts in that game. And Oklahoma State ended up winning the game. And I thought as I watched that game last night, who would have imagined that an Oklahoma State team that lost at home 33-7 to to South Alabama early in the season could end their year ranked and with a bowl win under their belts and 10 victories out of 14 games. I mean, it just, I mean, who knows? But that's a team that, again, lost at home 33-7 to to South Alabama at the beginning of the season and ended up going 10-4. and But I'll be watching the bowl games this weekend. They begin to really kick in as we move through today and tonight and then on into the weekend. We'll talk some more about those a little bit later in the podcast today. Glad you're with us as we wrap up the week. And I thought about this just a few moments ago. This is the final podcast of the calendar year 2023. As always, we're presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. They've been with us since day one. We're also brought to you in part by Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. They are geared up for the weekend. And why not? There's going to be a lot of bowl activity. There are big NFL games going on this weekend. But basketball is where we begin today. Hogs have their final non-conference ball game tomorrow. I did not say final non-conference tune-up because it is anything but that. The University of North Carolina in Wilmington is nine. They're nine and two on the season. The Seahawks out of the Coastal Athletic Conference. They've already beaten Kentucky this year. They went to Lexington and won that game. They're nine and two. They've got a really good guard and a really good forward. This was Mush yesterday. Deep team. Two, they have a great star in number 13, White, who can really score. High volume free throw attempt player. They run him off Iverson. Oops. They'll isolate him in a zipper play for him to, to drive the ball hard. They have three-point shooting surrounding 13 white. Uh, Newby's a really good shooter, number one. Jenkins, number zero, is an incredible shooter. Ross can make shots at the power forward spot. Hodge can make shots. Both of their backup bigs, both of them can make threes. And then they have a point guard in Phillips, who's a really, really steady, heady, smart, excellent mid-range shooter, good dribble driver, really good player inside of 17 feet. They know their roles. They play with a good pace offensively. Defensively, they'll deny a little bit at 
times. Uh, they have a little bit of a three-quarter court press that they'll do at times. They'll switch a lot defensively. You know, we've had enough time to, to, to dissect many of their games. You mentioned they played well on the road. They got a great record. It's a team that I'm sure in their conference will be at the top of their conference. See, every player that he talked about, everything that he spoke of generally there in terms of North Carolina Wilmington, what you need to know is they score a lot of points. They don't turn it over very much. They force a lot of turnovers on the other side, 14 a game, I think. And they average 18, 19 points per ball game off those turnovers. So Arkansas has got to protect the basketball. It's been, a, it's, it's been an interesting week, I know, for this basketball team. They reported back on Christmas night. That was Monday night. And they picked up two-a-days the next day as they began to prepare for the ball game tomorrow. This is Musk just generally speaking about how the week has gone and his team as they prepare for the Seahawks. I think the guys have done great. I mean, we've been able to go two-a-days prior to the last game. We've gone two-a-days you know, since we came back from, from our Christmas break and it's allowed us to clean some things up offensively. You know, it's allowed us to do prep. It's allowed us hopefully to see some of the holes that we have in areas that we have to have growth in. We're still trying to figure out who we are just as we have the last four years. We don't have a ton of continuity with returners as do many teams across the country right now in all sports. And so what we do again, Against Wilmington is not necessarily what we've done against Wilmington or Abilene Christian or certainly not what we'll do against. I mean, I think every game takes on its own identity. Every game you try to mix and match and try to figure out, you know, the way that we're going to defend Wilmington is not the way that we defended Abilene Christian. You know, you want your core philosophies to be there. Four o'clock to tip off time tomorrow. The SEC Network will televise it. If you listen on the radio, 330 is when the pregame will begin along the Razorback Sports Network. Going to talk to Matt Jones in just a second. First, though, those of you who are buying or selling a home, I know a new year brings changes, and sometimes those changes are by choice, sometimes they're by necessity, and it's no different when you're buying or selling a home. Maybe 2024 signifies a year when you want to move up. Maybe it's a year where the kids have moved out and you're going to downsize. Maybe you're being transferred. Maybe the new year is going to bring all sorts of changes. Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, is the name you need to remember. It's the top Weicker franchise in America. That was the case in 2023. It was the case in 2022. That's how it works. We've got the best one right in our own backyard. You need someone who understands the market. You need someone who does this every day, not a side gig. Someone who does this as their full-time profession. That's what you get with an agent from Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Ultimately, you get someone who understands how to get you from contract to close. That was my experience. I partnered with them multiple times to buy and to sell, sometimes by choice, sometimes by necessity. What I found was that it's always a professional transaction, and you're always going to be satisfied with the result when it's all said and done. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They're in Branson, Missouri now, and you can always log on to WikerGriffin.com. Give me the hogs, Chuck! 
Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Well, as we always do on Friday, we visit with the Razorback legend, Matt Jones, our final show of the calendar year 2023. Matt, are you a guy that watches bowl games? You watch these bowl games? 2023. What a year, Chuck. Yeah, man, this this has been cool. Uh, me and my folks, so we've done this uh, for over a decade now. Uh, my sisters and their children, we have a big bowl contest and, and mom, Paula J, sends us out the, the list and we pick every single bowl game every year. Uh, I've only won it one time, but I've been on the podium a couple times, but they don't care. The Jones family, we we go for, for, for winners for first place. And so uh, I think I won it back in uh, 2014. But, no, it's it's something to do. It's something to, to compete at. Um, and, it's yeah, you, you kind of get to see kind of the, the direction of some of these schools, uh, you know, who, who some of their backups are. It's, it's just totally it's, – it's almost like a reward nowadays. It's, it's just an exhibition reward. Go out there, simplify everything, play fast, have fun. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that because I, I've not done it in a few years, but I think we all kind of went through that bowl calendar and you pick winners. You pick winners and losers and then added it up at the end of the bowl season. You know, when I was doing it, you based it on what happened during the season. Now, before you can pick a bowl game, the first thing you've got to do is check and see who's going to play and who's not going to play. You know, Texas A&M, for example. They played against Oklahoma State a couple of nights ago. A&M played with roughly 55 scholarship players. I mean, that, that's kind of like in COVID. I mean, those are COVID-like numbers um, when you talk about that. So I would think picking games, first thing you got to do is find out who's going to play. Yeah, you know, it's an opportunity for, for some of your underclassmen to, to kind of to, to grab a hold of a starting spot. Uh, you know, every time you get a chance to go out there on, on tape, uh, the, the, the coaches are looking. Uh, I, I look at a, I, it's, you bring up Oklahoma State and A&M. Those are two power five, you know, big time schools. I look at like Tulane and Virginia Tech, you know, Tulane six and six. To, uh, I mean, uh, Virginia Tech six and six, Tulane 11 and two. And so if they're having both opt out, outs, you have to think that Virginia Tech, Tech is going to have more depth than a school like Tulane, uh, and you saw that. They, they, and then you know who who wants to be there? How, how important is it? Uh, you, you look around, and, and I think that's what the committee's trying to do with this playoff twelve. But you, you look at the madness that's Florida State, Georgia, and to your point, Chuck, who, who do you think is going to show up? Well, yeah, I mean it's, um, I mean Florida State's got, I think they've got fifteen starters. From what I read, 15 starters for Florida State when they play in uh, the Orange Bowl tomorrow. 15 starters are gone. It's crazy. I mean, you only start 22. So, I mean, um, do the math. They're going to start that freshman quarterback, like a third or fourth teamer. And you just can't help but wonder if it's not going to – now, Georgia's had opt-outs too, but you can't help but wonder if maybe it's it's going to turn into a bloodbath. I was thinking today before we uh, before we sat down. 
You know, there were a few opt-outs, you know, 20, 25 years ago um, when you played closer mm-hmm. to 20, I mm-hmm. guess, 25. Claret, I remember, um, with Ohio State. Sean Andrews was the first opt-out that I can remember at Arkansas. And, and I think that's when, for most of us, it began to really hit home that there was a legitimate debate on this. Uh, do you recall kind of what went through everybody's minds during that period of time? I mean, you were a teammate and a player. I mean, what was what was going through your mind during all that? Yeah, you you know, it, it was a different time, uh, Chuck. And and the the one thing that goes through your mind is is you want Sean to be able to take care of his family, and 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 I was everybody was on his side. You know, nobody held anything against Sean. Uh, for that, we all understood that there, there was uh, Sean. Sean gave uh, gave a lot to the Hogs and was a first round pick, I, I, absolutely. But what it did was it gave a guy named Zach, Zach Tubbs. I think he was from Coleman, Alabama, and it gave him an opportunity to get out there and play. And he hasn't been playing. Uh, gave a, gave another young guy like Tony Hugo a chance to get on the offensive line. It gives you a chance for some of your young guys that are just kind of on the edge right there because. Let's be honest. If Sean Andrews healthy, nobody. Sean Andrews is the best offensive lineman I, I think in, in the history of the, the Arkansas Razorbacks. So there's nobody that's going to be starting o- over Sean Andrews. And so when you're back up, and then all of a sudden you're getting that opportunity to go out there and put that on tape and and try to grab a hold uh, of that starting position and, and and see what it's like. The general consensus among a lot of fans is there are too many bowl games. Um, You've been to bowl games. I've been to a slew of them over the years. You've played in them. I I observed. Um, I've never had a bad time at a bowl game. And I just wonder from a player's perspective, when you hear fans say there are too many bowl games, what would the players think about that? Well, the, it's it's weird because they keep adding games to the schedule. the The thing is, it's just such an exhibition. It's it used. I think it's really changed over the last thirty years. The, these bowl games used to matter and, and and mean something. Now a couple of them do. Uh, but but I look back at Oklahoma State. They were able to get to that tenth win, and and getting to ten wins in college football is is pretty cool. That's that's something to hold your head up. That's like getting to thirty wins in college basketball. Uh, I, I'm I'm all for it. I, I'm for opportunity to play. The, the thing with these kids, I mean, what, 2% of them, 3% of them are going to go on and continue to play at the professional level. Uh, so enjoy it, man. It's You're 18, you're 23, however old these kids are. And Coach, Coach Nutt used to say, it's, it's the best days of your life. Go out there and compete. Uh, you're in a brotherhood. There's, there's nothing else like uh, a college locker room. Uh, there's nothing else like an NFL locker room. But there's, you know, if you've never been in a college locker room and, and been with a group of brothers and and had a common goal, a common purpose, and and and, and bled and sweat and, and cried together. There, there's nothing else like it. All right, I'm going to shift gears to basketball. Well, we've got you here. The Razorbacks tomorrow afternoon will take on North Carolina Wilmington. I, I said at the top of the podcast, I'm not going to call it the final pre-conference tune-up because this is not a tune-up. This is a real game against a good team, and I just wonder. What's your take right now? Arkansas has played 12 games. They've won eight. They've looked good. They've looked bad. 
what do you think we might see over the next two or three months? You, you know, Chuck, I, I, I love talking with my uh, with my pops uh, about ball, uh, whether it be football or basketball. He, he was a coach for 20 plus years, still coaching, uh, you know, the, the little league teams and stuff. So I, I, I love to get his opinion. And I we, we talked about it. We watched the, the last Razorback game and talked about it. And, and I think that what we have to do is we have to kind of reserve some of our expectations from this team. I, I This team is not the last couple teams. This, this is not the Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen teams that we've had the last three years. This is a totally different team looking to find their identity. And I, I do have faith in Coach Muss. I, I really do. I think they'll figure it out. I, I, I think this team that I, I don't know what to put my finger on yet. I think it's hard when your best player is kind of off the ball. Um, you know, Brazil's your best guy, but he doesn't handle the ball and he's not a back to the basket guy. So he's kind of like needs to be your third option, really. And and that's where he can he can shine. Uh, still looking still looking for a point guard. And to me, I'm not going to take. I, I think this team's a nine and nine team right now in conference play. I really don't see this team uh, going like twelve and five, or I guess it would be twelve and six. I, I think they're going to have some. They, they've been inconsistent. So far, and I think that's what you're going to continue to see. Uh, and hopefully, Coach Musa get them right, and, and and they'll figure it out and, and win five, six, seven in a row. But I, I just don't see it right now. You've been a part of a conference season, and I'll wrap it up here. When when you play two games a week, there's a rhythm to the season, and I've always maintained that if you can get hot for two or three weeks, I mean, you can reel off six out of seven, maybe seven out of eight. Put yourself right in the thick of things. But if it goes south for two or three weeks, all of a sudden you've lost four of five or or even four of six or four of seven and you're knocked out of the race. I wonder what it's like as a player when you get into the rhythm of the conference season and you know what the schedule is going to be every week. Does it add to the pressure? Does it help? Does it hurt? What was your experience there? You know, uh, we're all creatures of habits, and uh, I, I think when you get into that run, when you're playing twice a week, it's it's a lot easier to get into a rhythm. Uh, Chuck, I know my my it was always my first practice and always my very first game that you maybe were a little anxious or a little you know ready to go. Then after that, you did, it was old hat. You know, you're ready to go to to go show your talents and have fun and, and have a smile on your face. And we always felt whether whether it was football or basketball, we, we always felt like we had a chance to chance to win the game. But, yeah, once they get into a little routine um, and, and, you know, maybe this portal, maybe who, who, who are the leaders of this team? You know, you're, you're looking at, and you know, Devo is, but he's not the main ball handler. So you're trying to find out who's going to be that guy and is going to be able to step up and be that floor general. Uh, and, and hopefully we can, we can see that this Saturday. Matt, it just flashed through my mind. Your first dunk as a Razorback. Am I remembering that right? You, Chuck, you, you Chuck Tatum. got a breakaway, yeah, and, and you actually cracked a smile, I think, coming down the floor, if I remember. Well, I'd, I'd been over there. for We just got off the Cotton Bowl, Chuck, and uh, yeah. it was a okay, cold day. Was and and I, was it. I was there for about three days. I've been through like two practices, and Gennaro Pargo, Brandon Dean, Teddy Gipp. I mean, these dudes, the, these are high-level Division One players. Pargo played in the league for, for, for over a decade, and they are just going off on this Mississippi State. I mean, just we're just blowing them out of the water. And the next thing I know, there's like 73 seconds left, and I hear the crowd, you know, ch- chanting my name. And next thing, you, you're in there, haven't even tied my shorts up yet. And then all of a sudden, you're going. And then it's it was uh, yeah, it all happened so quick, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. You know, that was that was fun. 
Matt, I always enjoy visiting with you. One of the highlights of my year. Happy New Year, man. Thank you. Happy New Year, Chuck. Thanks, man. Matt Jones, as he always does, joining us at the end of the week, and it is, uh, it's always a good conversation. I'm old enough to remember Matt as a player. I'm old enough to remember the, the freshman phenom and all that stuff. So uh, I don't know that there are that many of us. Matt's probably glad I'm out there because I remember all the things that he did on the field and on the floor. Hey, before I get into the bowl season, the bowl lineup, not bowl season, we're into bowl season, bowl lineup, for the weekend, uh, there's the one football note out there uh, surrounding the Razorbacks. Kenny Guyton apparently is headed to Wisconsin. Uh, this is Wisconsin's announcement to make. Um, when a coach, an assistant coach, leaves, unless you fire him, most of the time you don't issue a release. It's incumbent upon the new school to announce that this guy's been hired. And so I guess that's what we're waiting on right now is for Wisconsin to make his hiring official. Um, There's been a lot of speculation about who Arkansas might hire. Uh, I think there's a tendency among fans to believe that since Bobby Petrino has been rehired as the offensive coordinator, that there's going to be this effort to, you know, get the band back together, so to speak. Paul and Garrick and all the other guys. And who knows? Maybe that'll happen. There have already been things happen I didn't think would, but um, you know, maybe it will. But I'm inclined to think whoever Sam Pittman picks is going to have to be a really good recruiter because I'm not saying coaching the position is not important. It is. Um, but if you're coaching at the Division One SEC level, you ought to be able to coach talent. You ought to be able to coach talent or you wouldn't be at this level. You've probably already established that you can. Um, but if you can go out and get that talent first, you have to. Um, then you've got an opportunity to coach those good players, and I'll bet you look really good as a wide receivers coach. So uh, whoever they go for, I got a feeling that recruiting and the ability to recruit um, is going to be as important as, as, as getting familiar faces back together, if you want to put it that way. Each and every day, we're brought to you by the Bet Saracen app. And man, is it rocking this weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. If you've not downloaded it, you need to do so. It is Vegas, Arkansas style. And I know there are Vegas odds. I know a lot of them are being played over the course of this weekend. But if you're going to legally play them, you got to be in Vegas. And I know there are a lot of laws in our state that keep many of these national betting apps from operating within our state. So if you're going to be the most informed, and really if you're going to have the most fun, the Bet Saracen app's the place you need to be. Now, they've got all kinds of stuff on basketball. Razorbacks playing tomorrow. Uh, you can bet on whether your favorite player is going to score in double figures or get a certain number of rebounds. All kinds of in-game betting opportunities. And then the bowl games. There are a bunch of them today and tomorrow and as we move through the holiday weekend. And you can get the latest odds and uh, all the latest info at the Bet Saracen app. If you've not downloaded it, they've got a how-to-play video, and they'll get you ready to go at the Bet Saracen app. All right, this is the lineup for today anyway. You've got two SEC teams playing. Kentucky plays Clemson at 11 o'clock this morning on ESPN. Clemson minus four. Clemson's eight and four. Kentucky seven and five. Oregon State and Notre Dame play in the Sun Bowl. It's on CBS, the only non-ESPN ABC bowl game left. CBS has the Sun Bowl. Notre Dame and Oregon State, the Irish Six-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Iowa State's a ten-and-a-half-point favorite over Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. Memphis playing on their home field. Iowa's a ten-and-a-half-point favorite. If I was a betting man, I'd be looking at that. 
Mizzou and Ohio State tonight in the Cotton Bowl. Ohio State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Mizzou's going to beat them. Ole Miss plays Penn State tomorrow in the Peach Bowl. That one's on at 11 o'clock in the morning. Auburn plays Maryland. 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon on ABC. Georgia and Florida State play at 3 on ESPN in the Orange Bowl. Monday, LSU and Wisconsin at 11. And I guess what was the – well, it's the Tampa Bowl. I just put it that way. I don't know what it's called now. Um, Iowa and Tennessee play in the Citrus Bowl at noon. The playoff games are Monday afternoon. Alabama and Michigan first. Texas and Washington the nightcap. All right, that's it. Done for the day. Done for the week. Done for the year. Be careful as you travel about this holiday weekend. And uh, we'll reconvene next week. It'll be Wednesday. Happy New Year, everybody. Until next week, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.